You are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? Jimmy Wales. It's Matt here. Yeah. Do you hear me? I hear you. All right. Who's Jimmy Wales? Oh, Jimmy Wales is the founder of Wikipedia. We were talking cars. Oh, I get the emails from him. Yeah, what about it? Well, I noticed that there was an ad banner at the top, and I was like, fuck, I should have given him two bucks. <laughs> we were talking about how I've been rewatching Top Gear. Yeah. And they did a segment 21 years ago about what was the best car in history. Mm-hmm. And the entrants so far are the 65 Mustang, the Jaguar E-Type, the Mini Cooper, uh... What else they got on there? McLaren F1. I'm familiar. But anyway, there's some old oh. bastard on there right now arguing that it's the Silver Cloud. And I was explaining to Mitch how coach-built cars are the worst thing you could ever have. They're pieces of fucking rolling garbage. Because hmm. they're hand-built. They're not machine-built. Well, they're machine-built, but they're not machine-assembled? No, they're they're not machine. The parts aren't precision parts. So that's hmm. what set America apart, and that's how the assembly line worked for Ford, was that he spent the money to make machines that would make precision parts so everything fit all the fucking time. And oh, British yeah. cars like Rolls Royces and Bentleys have traditionally been coach built. So that means you get the parts made and they're close. And then some guy takes them and finishes everything and does your custom wood dash and fills every little gap because nothing's quite the same on each one. And that's shitty because if any of that ever goes wrong, you have a one-off fucking car. Even though you bought a car with a name that they sold 7,000 of that year. Yours is the only one that's like yours. So if your window breaks, you have to go get a custom window made because each one was fit to each slot. You don't just buy a passenger window for a Rolls Royce. Right. Oh, interesting. Yeah. If your shock tower goes wrong, yours might have been cut to be 14 millimeters longer because the English wheel curved your fender a little high. So you can't just get off the shelf stock suspension. Like there's nothing fucking uniform on them. And it's bad for tuning. It's bad for driving. And it's bad for ownership. They're fucking garbage hmm. why are they a thing uh british people rich british people don't drive themselves around like americans hmm. part of that is like self-fulfilling because they've built bad cars forever because the rich people who buy them don't drive them their employees do they mm-hmm. ride in the back so there has never been as big of an impetus for them to get better all right because it's really benefiting the yeah it's benefiting the lower set of society that's that's awesome Right, they keep costs down, cost high as far as retail. Yeah, it's bad. But Americans, since we've had precision-built automobiles forever, it quickly transitioned to, into more wealthy guys wanting to drive faster, better cars. So we've just been better forever because of the culture around it. And we have more room to drive. It's more fun to drive in the United States than it is. If you're, if you're rich in the UK, you probably live in London or do business in London, especially before the internet. You go out to the countryside. Yeah, but like, so maybe you have a Mini out there or a Jag, an E-Type that you drive out at your country house, but you spend a lot of your time in a congested city. Same way it's no fun to drive in New York. Right. Yeah. Upstate, there are parts that are real nice, real open uh, highways for long stretches, large swaths of trees and scenery. Oh, no, totally. But I mean, like guys like Jay-Z who are making enough money to go oh, yeah, buy the a city now, car, yeah. they're, they don't have opportunities to drive their Bugattis or anything. That yeah. It's no fun. Right, right. They drive it around the neighborhood, maybe. Yeah, it'd be like taking the hottest girl you know to church. <laughs> It, it you'd be upset the whole time yeah yeah <laughs> all right well uh i like how i don't know how many I, we should track how many other episodes start with car shit uh, yeah yeah i feel like that's that's become much more prevalent in the last two years it's a lot of what i watch so now when we get into early talking before it because it's usually shit i wouldn't talk about in the normal episode but we'll get into I- interesting discussions before it starts i never yeah. i never watched uh top gear that what it was called? I've never I'm seen good. an episode. I've watched a couple of episodes. I think it's fun, but I don't have the affinity for car that Jake does. Yeah. Okay, but but it's so good you don't need it's literally the most watched thing ever. 
I've seen parts of it. I've seen yeah. parts of it. And like, yeah, crazy shit happens. That's just, that was, I don't know, at the time it wasn't my thing. It's it's fun. And it's got kind of that same weird, stupid thing that like Impractical Jokers has, where it's just three guys harassing each other who obviously love each other. And like, it that sounds makes like it... us, the broadcast geeks. Yeah. Coming in in episode 291, I am one of your geeks, Matt Oren. I'm Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> and I'm Midnight Mitch Jones. <laughs> wow, this is the hugest celebrity we've ever got on here. <laughs> he's, getting, he's getting fired from everywhere for what he said about Meghan Markle. Yeah, he said something about, one. Eh, I don't want to get into it. It was pretty gross. She's it, in he, my he top three the, favorite comic. Meghan Markle? No, Jackie Cation. Sorry, I was Uh-oh. still... Oh yeah, Cation rules. <laughs> he 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 described that scene from Game of Thrones and oh. put her in it, and everybody acted like he invented this violent idea. I don't and know. Even, I've never seen Game of Thrones. I don't like horse and sword stuff. It's still hates horse and sword. I'm just saying, it's like the least offensive thing he's ever said. I've been offended by shit he said before, and and this one ain't it. Mm, right on. Well, uh, it's a lot of shit happening. James Gunn. I watched it. You watched it. I watched the six-minute version, but I don't know if that's the the whole thing. Watched what? The James Gunn press conference that he did today where they announced all the shit for DC Studios. Oh, I read about it on CBR, and like they didn't even put up a link or anything. I thought it was like a studio executive fucking thing that leaked. Mm, bad reporting, CBR. No. Bad reporting. Well, good thing all the people listening to this three weeks from the actual conference. Uh <laughs> They'll be up to date with all the shit that happened. Um, so yeah, is there anything in particular you're excited about, Matt? I'm oh actually very excited about a lot of it. Uh, I think the authority is one of the things I'm most excited about because I read those comics. Um, could be good. Yeah. Under his direction, I think it could be great. I'm I don't know what that is. I'm excited for it because it's these these crazy these crazy superheroes and this ship that's it's the ship that's alive, isn't it? Yeah. With the engineer, it it, it has this bond. It's uh, pretty a- wild. I I remember it at the time when I was reading it back then. I kind of remember thinking like, oh, this is like Doom Patrol for adults instead of Doom Patrol for late teens. The lead duo are gay lovers, yeah. which I, I, and I say it like that. Because of the time, yeah. Um, but they're they're lovers, Apollo and Midnight or Midnighter, yep. Midnighter. Um, and they it, had it, been yeah. characters before. They were legacy characters that were brought back and had a new life. Is that? Mm-hmm. I'm excited for a uh, swamp thing. Is cool, but the lanterns. I'm excited for a lanterns to bring in John Stewart and finally into live action. Yeah, that's my GL. That's going to rule. Swamp Thing, though. I'm so excited for a horror movie. Swamp Thing is what they call on it. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited Ooh. for that. Um, so I, I, fuck, I had it. I had the complete rundown of everything as a list. Do I know it. what I'm raging hard for. Do it. Uh, Damien? Oh, God, dude. I'm so excited to see a Batman and Damien movie. Yeah. Who the yes. fuck is going to play Batman and be able to pull that off now that Conroy's dead? Oh. Me. Okay, Mitch, we got to put you into deep training. I am vengeance. I am the knight. <laughs> now, 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 yell, don't kill him. Why'd you bring a sword in a Batman voice? Don't kill him. Why'd you bring a sword? Nope. It's too stern. I need you to sound like a confused, uh, upset <laughs> parent. Fuck. I never you, thought you I'd do be a getting perf- a voice direction. You yeah. do a good version of him, like, telling Dick something. But that's why it's always read better, is anytime he's dealing with Damien, it comes across more like, what the actual fuck, kid? Instead of like, listen, you fucked up and you're you're grounded. Go back to the Batcave. It's like, yeah. why'd you bring a sword? I think about uh, Bruce Greenwood in Under the Red Hood when Jason jumps the gun and, and fights all those people. And then he's just, Bruce Greenwood's just like, you shattered his collarbone. He went into shock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we what, needed him. He's that stern with everybody. But when it's a 10-year-old kid hell-bent on murder, he, all of a sudden he's got kid gloves. Huh. Yeah. Well... How much of this story do we are we going to see? Is it are they going to cover the uh, let's say problematic origins of how Talia got Bruce Wayne to I, help conceive a child? I think it'll probably be less of a rape and more of a sperm extraction, or even just like a blood extraction, right? Mm. Like it, they'll just it, they'll do some comic book science where it's like 
oh, he got cut in this fight against Ra's al Ghul and we took his blood sample. I think it's got to be sperm. You don't think it's a clone? Oh, you don't? You think James Gunn is going to have some ray that makes him fucking gagoosh in his little bat panties? <laughs> no, or, or he'll have to get like... Uh, oh, fixed Mike up Lord. by Talia or some Talia yeah. and get and she'll give him a handy while he's out or something. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be not rapey though because this whole thing with why he treats Damien different than the other Robins is that it is he it's his son. Right. Yeah. He's still mean to Terry. That's his clone. He's nice to Damien. That's his son. That's true. He always and, thinks he could save Damien. That's yeah. Clone. And he has the guilt, even though it's like not logical, of the fact that Damien is this terrible killer, is that he wasn't there for him. Whereas the other ones, he feels like he's there for them to fix what's been done to them by the world. This time he feels like he's what's been done to him. Mm. Isn't that the story of the Joker? Kinda. Well, I mean, it depends he, on which version. He considers Dick to be his son too. Now he just called him that. What a week ago in the comics? Yeah. Or no, Dick just called him dad. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, but he considers him to be his son. I think he is like subconsciously more aware that Damien is his son. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's gonna be the brave and the bold. That's gonna be the official Batman for James Gunn's eight to ten year plan. Yeah. Uh, they did announce that there's going to be a sequel to Matt Reeves Batman movie with Robert Pattinson, which is part uh, of the Elseworlds. Yeah. So of everything he announced, pretty much anything that's like leftover is going to be, uh, Elseworlds. That, that's everything. That's movies. That's, he said he specifically mentioned teen Titans go. It's he like, did. yeah, no fucking shit. James Gunn. Are you telling me that this, <laughs> this cartoon for children, which is very enjoyable by the way, but you're telling me this isn't in the same fucking universe as, uh, the Damien cutting ninjas head off. <laughs> Ooh, I hope that's a hard R. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it was wild listening to that news. And that the, so they said the flash is going to reset the DCU, which Good. we're looking at flashpoint and that world i guess well yeah uh so yeah i i guess it remains to be seen if ezra miller will stay on it's weird that james gunn said quote unquote this move the flash movie is fucking amazing yeah it's one of the best superhero movies he's ever seen maybe ezra dies in it i don't know has he seen iron man one two three I agree with one of those. <laughs> you agree with one as a whole of the trilogy? Good. All right. Um, I don't know, Matt. You mentioned that Lanterns. That's going to be a TV show on HBO Max. Yes. That's that's going to be John Stewart and Hal Jordan as like space cops taking over. Or no, they're they're trying to solve a, like a murder or something. Very true detective is what the internet yes. is saying. True Detective is what he said. Damn, I wanted it to be Adam 12. <laughs> I wanted it to be f- from the files of the police squad. Yeah, dude. Dragnet. I wanted it to be, but I wanted the Adam 12 element of like uh, John Stewart trying trying to get Hal laid all the time. Come on, man. I know she's green, but you've been single <laughs> for like seven years. Get it together, dude. I, uh, I don't know. If that, I mean, I think the one cool thing that he mentioned was that they're going to have kind of like fluid forms of storytelling where they're going to have characters show up in animation and shows and TV shows. And if they're in animation, they're going to be voiced by the people that play them in live action. And you're going to have characters go in and out of being in animation. I think that's really fucking cool. Yeah. That's a great idea. That's how it should have been being handled for years. Of course. No, I got to tell you this, this short announcement today, I'm going to watch it again later because I really enjoyed it the first time because it gave me like the way he just went through what we're doing and and telling us how it's connected without really telling us how it's connected, you know, like, oh, this will connect. This is this, this is that elsewhere. That's off to the side enjoy it they're awesome we're making more uh but then they start announcing weird shit that I, i've never heard of, but i recognize some of these characters creature commandos never heard of them. that's a weird one seven episode animated series uh they're put together by amanda waller and mm. created some of dc's most monstrous characters like that that atomic looking dude 
I recognize him. The dude that kind of looks like Blight from Batman Beyond. Whoa, really? I got to see an image of this. Hold on. Somebody He's share like, a screen. <laughs> Creature Comforts? What the fuck is this called? Creature, Creature Commando. Yeah, here, I'll send it in the... Uh... You can share a screen, can't you? No, you have to allow us to. Here, go. Well, I don't want to do anything. Come on. Right, let's see. Share screen. All right. There we go. Whoa, that's a butt. Just kidding. Oh, right. Yeah, that dude kind of looks like Blight. It really does. Yeah. So here, wait, wait. Go to the top. Go to the top. Let's go through the list. Let's go through yeah, the list. Superman. All right. So Flash will reset. I'm hoping that Ezra Miller dies, This or character Barry dies, and we get a Wally West. And that's going to be the new Flash. I want to cut that clip and just have that be a sound clip. I hope Ezra Miller dies. <laughs> <laughs> wait, when the fuck does Blue Beetle come out? Oh, he talks about it. When does he, it come out? Uh, I don't know, but we'll see. He didn't say, did he? I'll find that part out. Just keep talking. It says coming months. Wow. All right. So the Batverse is great. Continue to enjoy it. Elseworld. Same yep. with the Joker. Teen Titans Go. Or animated series like Teen Titans Go. Um, which I imagine that the Penguin will also be part of all that. Superman Legacy, he wrote, and will be released 7-11-2025. I hope he directs it, too. I wonder if 7-Eleven is paying a lot of money for it to be on that day. Yep. Free Slurpee Day and free Superman Holy Day. shit. Superman Slurpee Days? Yep. Na, 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 na. Na, na, na. Superman That's... Slurpee Days is, is what Lois warms her job for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. He's got to make sure he pulls out before he finishes the deed or else he'll blow her head off like a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so he's um, writing. The, that, I think he's the, super excited about it. Can I just point out that that image is from All Star Superman, yes, right? It is, uh, which is one of my favorite Superman books. Yes. Um, but at the same time, it's weird that they got rid of Henry Cavill because they were like, we're going to go in a different direction where he's Superman's younger. Um, but now in this, they announced it won't be a, a Superman origin story, right? But he will be younger. All right, how old's Cavill? Is he like 50? No, no but he's, he's like 38. Yeah, but his character just has a history already. He already has his Lois. He already he's already just done a lot of the shit. He's 39. Hmm. Yeah. He's okay. All right, cool. So then we get into the authority. Yeah. They're active. He's actively working on a script. Oh, uh, so he's working on the script. That's yeah. exciting. That is so exciting. Okay, yeah, I I remember re uh, reading these comics. There's some cool characters. This character is the Doctor. That guy, I forget his name, but he's barefoot. You can like, tell me to call. That's Shoeless Joe Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brave and the Bold. There's Damien, all smug. God. Yeah, but who do you get to play Damien, and who do you get to play Bruce Wayne? How old is Damien? Thirteen. Ten. 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 They're gonna Ten. make him. They're gonna make him eleven. I think they're going to make him a tween. Oh, 12. I think they got to keep him 10. That's that's the beauty of it. He's a 10-year-old who's already worse than all the Batman villains. Ooh, it says inspired by. Yeah, so, both Grant Morrison's run. I bet you they make him older. The Grant Morrison run is where they're very specific about how young he is. Yeah, 12 is still young. I know, but they're saying they're going to go with Grant Morrison, inspired by Grant Morrison, not inspired by Damien's comic run. They're going with the specific stories Morrison told, which deal with like, holy shit, this kid has a murder island where he keeps all his trophies. Yeah. Wait a minute. So what is the stand? Like, what's the age at which each of the Robins started their duty? Like Dick was pretty young, but he lived with Bruce for some time before he found out he was Batman, right? Yeah, depending on the story. But yeah, but he was like a teenager. He was already doing like the acrobat shit. Was he a teenager? I mean, I think so. I think he's like 13, even in like the old telling or 14 year old boy ward. I, I just watched the one with in Batman the Animated Series, which I know isn't like super canon, but he seems like a young kid, maybe 11, 12. Yeah, but I think that had more to do with marketing towards us than it did staying 100% faithful to the old material, you know? Fair enough. He was also 22 and fucking chris o'donnell <laughs> yeah when he was doing the, the fucking underwear twist with all his laundry and everything yeah but that was to get my older sister in the theater see they were yeah. marketing the different 
Because <laughs> she went for that. I, I like that's the reason she wanted to go to that movie with me. Chris O'Donnell's in it. How old was Dick Grayson when he became Robin? When he was eight. Jesus, really? I mean, this and it's a picture of like old school, creepy, smiling Batman. God. All right. Well, How now old? we got to do them all. How old yeah. was Jason Damn. Todd? Sixteen. I thought thirteen is. So Dick became Nightwing at 18, and Jason was Robin at 13. Wow. And then what's Tim, 15? Tim Drake, 14. How old's Carrie? Carrie Kelly, is that even canon? Yeah, she's a Robin. But largely, The Dark Knight Returns is not considered to be a canon. It's got Ronald Reagan in it, and none of the rest of them do, so I think it's canon. Will? Will? She's 13. Okay. What about Stephanie Brown? Yeah, is that canon? Yeah, I think so. I, I think know. Stephanie Brown's more canon than, I know. than uh, what's his, Carrie okay. Kelly. Stephanie Brown, 14. All right, here we go. Damien, Wayne, 10. 10. Yeah, you, 10. you hit it right on the head. So that basically, one I know he's my favorite Robin. Right. <laughs> I'm always a solid dick man. I know you love a solid dick. <laughs> I'm a solid Damien man. Yeah. Dude, if they but now they're introducing Damien. So if they do Batman Beyond later, man, do they have a cool story to tell. Yeah. Cause that's like one of the best comic book runs of rebirth, man. And we have a good Amanda Waller. Yeah. Oh God. Viola Davis. Yeah. Well, wait, before we move on from this, do you think there's a possibility that they'll do Bruce Wayne, Damian Wayne, and then Bruce is killed or whatever just like put on the shelf and then dick grayson it's, is the light-hearted oh fun-loving batman god dude if they do that i will fucking do cartwheels down main street from the batman and robin run that was oh uh, that was so fun. Good. i read those that's that's when they really fleshed damien all the way out that is so, i would agree oh god I would agree. It was, it was, it was, um, oh my God, it was Dick who taught Damien to be like a person. Yeah. Cause he, he was more comfortable talking shit and being a shitty little brother to Dick. It was a brother relationship more than it was a parental relationship. Right. I'd be yeah, down for that. I mean, oh, he wanted to awesome. be like Dick. Wanted Even though he hates like Dick. Dick. He hates Dick. Wants to be like Dick. He thinks Dick's the biggest softie. Yeah, but... As opposed to Mitch thinking he's the hardest. Well, Bruce always considered Dick to be the... Or no, was it Tim? He considers Tim to be the best detective and the most worthy to take over the mantle. It's no, it's got to be Dick. It's got to be Dick. Yeah. No, but I, but I think at a certain point in the 2000s, they were trying to up tim a little bit in the book i feel like rain man over here i'm like yeah it's definitely definitely De dick definitely, definitely dick. dick he definitely did like dick the most until damien mm, i don't i don't i don't know if he it's that was a different relationship i think he felt the need because he was biologically the father he definitely felt the the obligation but he also wanted to make him the best. Yeah, but he's and, the only one he made a bat suit. Well, he is technically a Wayne. I know, but they even fleshed that out in the in the Batman Beyond book. Yeah, Damien was Batman. Damien came from Bruce Wayne's sperm DNA. Yes, did see that later on. He was like bald when he was Beyond, right? Damien was Beyond. I read those comics too. Damien uh, still had his. Did he? I thought he was bald and but he uh, he he took over as Batman Beyond for Terry, right? No, does Terry takes, get killed? Uh, uh he takes over as Batman Beyond for Bruce and goes on a mission into fucking goddamn it wherever Rachel is, Roz lives. Uh, Hidden Pirate Island. Thank you, Hidden Pirate no. Island. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what it's called either off the top of my head. But it's called the League of Assassins. Assassins. He, he goes in there and he goes missing. Like Shambhala or some some place. And then ends up <laughs> taking over <laughs> the <laughs> island. But he went missing and Batman searched for him and like put up a outpost on the moon to try to spot him and shit. And Damien thought his dad never came for him. So he just turned right. and became and became the new rage. The new Roz. Nanda so Parvaz. Yeah, thank you. But uh, Bruce thinks he's Roz. Like, he hasn't seen him in a long time. They haven't had any confrontations. And, like, Roz is still operating, and Bruce has no reason to think the original Roz is dead, and Damien took over. And then, right. and then Terry finds out that, like, this has happened through confrontation with him. And Damien explains, like, he didn't even look for me, and I'm his son. And Terry's like, you don't know what you're talking about, man. He almost went broke looking for you. Like, he, he almost spent every fucking red penny he had trying to find you. He had yeah. no idea what happened to you. And it's awesome. Yeah. 
I, I I enjoy that one, uh, but I think it was Nanda Parbat. Yeah, there you go. I did that for Off the Dome, by the way. I didn't look that up. Is that what it is, or is that what it is in Arrow? I think that's what it is in Arrow. Yeah, it's you're the same. Thinking, is it? I hope so, because I, I don't want to look it up. He lives <laughs> in Agulville. Ah. Yes. Ah. Uh, uh, all right, moving on. What else do we have on this slate here? What is this? We got Supergirl. Super Woman of, of tomorrow. tomorrow. That's awesome. So he made it very clear when he described her that she didn't leave at the same time as, as he uh she floated on this rock in space witnessing nothing but death and destruction it says mm. okay time out real quick show how different upbringings can give birth to very distinct heroes so traditionally didn't kara get launched before clark kara zorel got she's supposed to keep track of them but i thought she made it to earth way before he did like she went into a wormhole and it took she, he had to like took the he took the long scenic way through the galaxy she, she did the fast route yeah she, she takes the scenic route she takes the, the scenic route because she ages the phantom zone right and he just he hit that fucking warp he hit the trajectory they sent him on she goes into a wormhole and ends up in the phantom zone but on a trajectory so she eventually makes it out oh damn so this is based on um tom king. Um, tom king oh nice i love tom king he did he's done great work on uh on, didn't he do death of the family recently like in 2015 not death in the family where jason's killed right yeah, tom king i think that's snyder bud oh fuck you're right uh tom king's done uh miracle man he did uh oh i read miracle man the fuck what's the guy with the gun peacemaker no dude it's like a james bond ripoff and he brought that no that would be like a john wayne ripoff yeah, fair uh, enough. Yeah, you're right. That is Scott Snyder. Um, fuck. What else did he do? He's been, but he's he's Tom King's been methodically picking out characters no one gives a fuck about, and nice. then breathing life into them and making them famous again in books. As far as books go, um, he's done some really good shit. Rorschach, yeah, he did that series. That's really good. The Strange Adventures is really good. Um, what what else? Batman: The Wedding sucked. Uh, Human Target is his new one. That's the one I was trying to think of. Uh, Batman, Batman, One, one Bad, bad Day. day. Ooh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, and it's like each book's from a different person's perspective. Ooh, I am Bane. Nice. Yeah, but I think he's responsible for like portions of issues in those runs. I have this and, book. I have yeah, this down like, in Trinidad. So, I mean, I think Tom King wrote six pages of a adjacent story in the back of one book that's included in the trade in those. Because those are Snyder and Capullo books. Mm. Oh, there's a lot of, lot of, oh, Vision, that was Yeah, pretty, Vision was holy his. Holy moly. Yeah, like all that, all the Vision lore that we like actually like was him. <sighs> Mr. Miracle's him. Uh, the Rorschach thing was him. You gave me He's this a, one. Nice. Thing. Yeah. Free comic book. Uh, but the human target, Vision, um, yeah. and Mr. Miracle are the ones that like, He's really cranking it out of the park on. I read some of the Mr. Miracle. Because that's what he does. Those are the characters that he has enough room to breathe because no one gives a shit. Right. That he can that he can reinvent him all the way in his writing style instead of playing in the sandbox with these other characters. Yeah. The shit where the shit where he really has full oversight, he is a killer. So I'm so glad Gunn hired him. Yeah. One of the things I liked about this whole conference, I, I don't want to call it a press conference, but this whole announcement was that he said that he wants each, it's like each entry wants to feel unique and have the creators behind its voice and whatnot, which I think is great. I mean, I know they just kind of strive for that and in Marvel, but I don't think it's always executed that well i agree i agree too but i think they let gun execute it really well and i think he got an appreciation for what that is right exactly and because he was able to exercise it to like such a great extent i think he'll be really good about his words saying that i don't think it's a normal producer saying it 
with the best intentions. I think it's a guy who's experienced the benefits of it saying it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, it looks like he's going to be writing a lot of these movies, right? It, it I mean, sounds it, at least two. Yeah. He's so going to write far. the Superman. He's going to write Superwoman. He, he famously gets overcommitted to shit. So we'll see. He says he's in the middle of, or he's been writing this and it's, it's just been a lot of fun and really good. I don't know. I don't know. I'm very excited. I'm very excited about the what future of DC. These are all characters I really love. Swamp Thing's next. Swamp Thing. It's going to be a movie. Yep. A horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Investigate the dark origin. So yeah, Alan Moore. I got to tell you, I'm still laughing inside about that picture, that headline of <laughs> Alan Moore getting upset after the announcement of it. Moments yeah, he already hates it after it's been announced. Fucking A. Now, so funny. So unlike, you know, it's there's always these mirror images in Marvel and DC where you for every dark side there's a Thanos and whatnot. I and I can usually distinguish between them, but Man Thing and Swamp Thing are just they're the same person in my mind. I can't fucking distinguish them. One's magic, one's rot. That's all it is, baby. One's magic. So that's man thing. Yep. And Swamp Thing is just a embodiment of rot. What does that mean? I mean, it, it's kind of heady, but he is the rot. He's the avatar of the green. Oh, yeah, the green. All right, I I know that now from Harley Quinn. Yes. Yeah, he's he is the avatar of that. He can manipulate any plant growth into being him. He can kind of exist anywhere. Depends on where you jump in on the story, because as he grows and understands his power more and more, he can be kind of comes op but at the beginning he's kind of more human so i i was looking up this creature commandos real quick mm -hmm. and the main oh, cast rick flag senior oh uh who did we have in was it junior or just it was just rick flag there was no in was suicide squad yeah, it's probably Rick Flag Jr. because he's dead, and this is, I'm sure, taking place in the same timeline. Uh, let's see, Nina Mazursky, Doctor Phosphorus, who I've I've read comics with, Eric Frankenstein, GI Robot, and Weasel. Weasel. Oh, was, nice, Sean Gunn back yeah. as Weasel. Maybe, maybe, but also gi robot looks so like is looks so stupid as a character but it looks like it's awesome to me for some reason yeah he's just that dude up in the in the back there with his little he looks like the shrunken down iron giant but he can you scroll up a little bit on that page yeah he looks like a shrunk down iron giant kind of to me yeah i don't know gi robot the weasel gi robot bride of frankenstein right richard frankenstein who is that what is it eric, eric frankenstein, frankenstein. Yeah, Dr. Phosphorus. Yeah. Nina, some shit. Mermaid Lady. Mazursky. And that's got to be Flag. Flag. Yeah, Senior. old man. Yeah. So this is going to take place before Suicide Squad. I don't it, think so. That's Flag's dad. Yeah. And wouldn't that take place before Suicide Squad? Why? Yeah. Because he'd be. Well, I guess it could take place concurrently. And Yeah. Is, is your dad alive, Mitch? Yeah. Yeah, but is he going to okay. be out fighting crime? And Rick Flag's in his like thirties mm -hmm. in Suicide Squad, right? Uh, late thirties. Yeah. So his dad's alive, and if he's also like you know a super guy, I'm sure he's still around. Fuck that white supremacist superhero was still around, and he was rickety cricket. He's probably in his fifties, sixties. Yeah. He's kicking. No, because they're saying that they're going to incorporate all these characters in the live action with the same voice cast. So I'm sure it's contemporary of what's going on right now in the story. Well, how many of them age properly anyway? Rick, Weasel. We don't know about Weasel, do we? But he, I guess it would, no, it would stand to reason that he would age properly. Yeah. He Probably might be a metahuman, though. I bet Phosphorus ages. I bet the alien bitch ages, too. Why wouldn't she age? This Dr. Frank, oh, the mermaid? Yeah. The fish lady? I don't know. We don't know anything about that. I know, but I don't think she would, like, not age. She might age slow or something. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, he'll die, and they all could still stay around for, for decades longer, which could make them concurrent is what I'm getting at. Like, it might be an older thing, and then they're still around, except he'll be dead. He's just there to introduce him. Yeah, I was thinking more that they were introducing him so they wouldn't have to explain bringing Rick Flag back. Mm, maybe. Peacemaker. What all a right. joke. All right. Uh, Waller? Is that Waller. a TV show? It is a TV show. Well, now, Doom that makes me... Cancel. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, in the actual video, James Gunn says that he's they're going to act... 
this show will have members of team peacemaker. Mm-hmm. And I fully wonder if this is going to be peacemaker season two, like, is, are they going to stop producing peacemaker since it's so closely tied to the DC else worlds universe now, since Ezra Miller as the flash and, uh, Jason Momoa as Aquaman show up. Mm. Nah, I don't know. I think they'll just kind of write that off. It's a good question. I'm betting when they make future Aquaman movies uh, or characters, he's going to pass the mantle on to his, I don't know if they'll add a son or uh, a protege, which is what's the, what's the Garth Aqualad, or it could yeah. be Calderon. Calderon. That's who I was thinking of. I personally hope there's no more Aquaman movies and we just get Aqualad with no explanation. Yeah, I can get behind that. Fuck Arthur. So it says this means that Peacemaker and Suicide Squad will still be canon even after the Flash resets the multiverse. Yeah, but all that means necessarily Mm -hmm. is that the Flash brings Peacemaker and Waller and those characters in through whatever rift he creates that resets everything. That just means they're kept characters. I know I know this is a semantics thing, but this paragraph literally says Peacemaker and Suicide Squad. It doesn't say the uh. Suicide Squad. So is this going to be like Will Smith is dead shot? Or you think that that's just a clerical error and they mean like the actual James Gunn Peacemaker movie or uh, uh, Suicide Squad movie? I bet I'm you sure that's what be. they meant. Yeah. Cool. Hey. Yeah. Good call. Booster fucking gold, y'all. Booster fucking gold. Am I right? God Holy shit. Damn. I'm glad. It's too bad Fillion's too old now. So all right. All right. Are we gonna get are we gonna get an evening up to a, a big big event? I mean, you'd think. Let's hope. I'm looking forward. I've always wanted to see Booster Gold. He was fun on uh what was it, Justice League Unlimited? Or I hope yeah, I hope him and Jaime end up being best friends. Oh, yeah, they're going to mention Blue Beetle. Let's see. We don't know when. In the comics, he often teams up with Blue Beetle, which was mentioned. Yeah, it gives us hope for the Latinx character remaining on the DCU for the long run, too. All right. Yes. Lanterns draws inspiration from detective stories like True Detective and will portray lanterns as space cops investigating a dark crime. Takes Ugh, place space on cops, what you want, what you gonna, what you gonna do? <laughs> Um, when does this fucking come out? It is another date. Paradise Lost. They're going to talk about Themyscira. Yes. And it's kind of like the day-to-day operations. I don't know. August 23rd, 20 or August 18th, 2023 is when Blue Beetle is supposed to come out. Okay. Back to Paradise Lost, a political drama. Holy shit, dude. I get Ninja Turtles and Blue Beetle back to back. Yeah. Yeah. I got to stay alive till August. And beyond. Yeah, but at least August. Right, right. Set years before Diana's birth. So the sport. So this is going to be different. Amazons try to seize power for themselves, and it's supposed to serve as an origin story of Themyscira itself, and reveal how the Amazons created an all-women society hidden from the rest of the world. So how old is Diana? Like five thousand? She says it in in uh, Wonder Woman eighty four, but I don't know if that's canon anymore. I think she's a little over 2,000 years old. That's convenient, so it's probably more. Right. You're gonna, how old is Diana Prince? Yeah, probably 800. Um, yeah, Patty Jenkins says she thinks she's 800. Interesting, yeah. Well, all right. So that's still, she's still pretty good for 800. Yep. I struggle okay. with 48. <laughs> <laughs> I'm falling apart at 35. So I think this could be good, you know, and this is a TV show. So that'll be interesting. This is um, a TV show. Paradise Lost so sounds very Amazon. Prime? Yes. Well, it won't have anything to do with super heroics. It's a political thriller. That'd be interesting to see, but. Uh, sounds like it's not going to have shit to do with Dick. Grayson? Yeah. Or anybody else in the DCU. Remember, be like Dick. Be right. like Dick. So, all right. Well. I and he said that's just uh like the first part of what he could announce. He didn't announce the whole like this new chapter one of the DCU's uh, subtitled Gods and Monsters. Yeah. So and then there's another there's another chapter he's already planning that they didn't say anything about, right? Uh no. I mean not at least not in the one that I saw. Like I saw a six minute video, but he didn't talk about any of the existing projects like Flash, Aquaman, Carapax, the indestructible man. Whoa. 
So what I'm looking for is I'm looking to see if there is going to be a booster gold in this movie and then he's going to get his own show. I don't think so. Fucking George Lopez is in it. Uncle, Uncle Rudy. Rudy Reyes. So this is the dude who's in uh was a karate kid, right? No, he was in uh Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, man. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, same diff. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. I think it looks good. I'm I'm okay with that. I think it's pretty solid casting. Who's this guy? Harvey Guillen? He rolls. Oh, dude, that's Guillermo from What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. Also, he's Nightwing on Harley Quinn. He's awesome. Um. Oh, really? Yeah, he plays Nightwing's voice on Harley Quinn. All right. Oh, he's there. There we have. Um, fuck. Had it. Lost it. No. Raul Max Trujillo. That guy looks familiar. Riddick. Riddick. I never saw that one. I did like the other ones. Who else they got? That rules, man. I can't wait for Blue Beetle. Yeah. So I love Blue Beetle. They're already fucking in production on Creature Commandos, it said. Yeah, he he already wrote all seven of the episodes. Yeah, baby. Um so wait, they made reference to gods and monsters. What is the gods and monster? That is going to be just the overall subtitle of this for it's like what instead of calling it phase, phase one. one Oh, they call it chapter one gods and monsters gods and monsters all right that makes sense that makes sense so that's gonna be shazam fury of the gods is in there doesn't that come out soon uh, a couple months i think i just saw a fucking uh commercial for it oh yeah during the football or are they yeah, they a couple they just released uh the uh trailer for it i guess isn't it march that sounds right shazam march 17th yeah. same patty's day Oh, a month after Ant Man. Month after Ant Man. Month after Ant Man. Interesting. Well, I'm looking. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. It was fun. The first one. I think this is the most excited about anything DC we've ever been on the entire history of this podcast. I would absolutely agree with that statement. And that's counting the actual genesis of this, where we started as a weekly roundup of Arrow and flash cw shit yeah like this sounds awesome hashtag fire james gunn for what this looks great (laughs) just because it's not Zack snyder all you fucking crybaby fanboys are gonna hijack the internet hashtag gun for president yeah i'm in the fucking gun club bro hell yeah (laughs) scissor me daddy ass funny (laughs) um uh yeah Matt, you brought it up earlier, Justice League Unlimited. I wanted to just say um, it's too late. By the time you're hearing this, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and Batman Brave and the Bold, three awesome animated series will be removed from HBO Max. Oh, no. Um, And from everywhere. They will no longer be in production. Well, they were not in production anymore. You could get them on DVD. I'm going to have to. This makes my case for fucking going back to physical media. Like, what the fuck? Streaming was supposed to save us from all this shit. I have every episode of Justice League and Justice League Unlimited on a hard drive. Excellent. I might have to get that from you at some point. I also have it on DVD, the first uh, two seasons of the Justice League. And then the third season's when it became Unlimited, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, man, that really fucking pissed me off because I'm mostly using HBO Max to watch DC animated stuff. (laughs) I love you, Mitch Jones. Well, (laughs) I love you too. I just... I don't know, man. It really fucking pissed me off. And now, ow. if it's this this news about it not being in production anymore, is really fucking throwing me for a loop. Yeah, you're not. They're not gonna put it on anything or generate money from it anymore. Or they'll have to give back whatever write off they're getting for shelving it. It's much no. Like, I think they're just taking it off to tease our our little twinkle puss over here to see I how much outrage. Much. I think this is more Zaslav shit, man. No. I hope that motherfucker just doesn't go out in public anymore. He better be fucking full hurt in it because i will beat the living shit out of that man if i ever meet him (laughs) didn't you just say the same thing about james gunn like three episodes ago no i was very (laughs) mad about that but i was saying yeah but it's zaslav i'll beat the shit out of zaslav fuck that guy man i want to see scoop too we all do bring back those juggalo kids that were mean to shaggy when he was a kid yeah they didn't know he was too dope <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Mm. Anyway.
anybody been watching anything else? No, I really, I'm hearing nothing but good things about The Last of Us, but I just can't commit. I don't like zombie shit, man. I never played the games because I'm not a PlayStation guy. I'm a Nintendo Xbox boy for life. Yeah, I haven't watched them either. And Sam acted like I was a lunatic. Like, these are made for you, Becker. I was like, no, no, no. Not my thing. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't like uh, zombie survival. Like, it seems like it's just more Walking Dead to me. Yeah. I mean, stressed uh, out and scared for people. Yeah, I, I, I stopped watching stuff. I might give it a try, but I don't know if I can do this, man. I did watch the first episode of Velma. Yeah. Would well, you hate it as much as I did? It was great. Oh, no. What happened? <laughs> no, there? I mean, here's the thing I don't think it's great. I don't think it's terrible but i think it's too self-referential of itself to be good and it doesn't make sense like the origin story is that velma hates all of them i don't know it's just a reimagining yeah but they're not presenting it that way they're presenting it as like the origin i just i thought it was just weird that the characters take so much time to talk to the camera like i get you know deadpool fourth wall breaking is like in is chic right now but I don't know to have Shaggy be like, I'm against drugs on the phone to Velma and then turn to the camera and goes, which I hate. It's like, um, okay, cool. This is like really trying too hard. I didn't think it was a, like an absolute affront to animation and Scooby-Doo, but it wasn't, I don't think it's for me. So the guy who Frank Welker, he did the voice of Scooby-Doo. Well, originally it was Don Messick. But then once Don Messick died, yeah. uh, then Fred, who was or Frank Welker, played Freddie Jones, and now right. he plays Scooby-Doo. Also, Frank Welker is a fucking maniac. If there's ever an animal sound in animation, chances are it's Frank Welker doing like... <laughs> he does the voice of William Jones on Velma, which I'm assuming is Fred's dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. They give him a job still. I think he's literally been in every animated production of Scooby-Doo ever, right? Yeah, it was him and Casey Kasem until Casey Kasem's body went missing after he died. Yeah, but Casey Kasem wasn't in, like, a pup named Scooby-Doo. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? I don't know. Was he? I think the only one that's been in all of them was Fred. Right. Right, Frank Welker. I'm Katie Gatesum. Yeah, I think keep Casey your feet on already... the ground and keep you your think, feet wait, for the stars. Were you implying a yeah, think... little bit ago that Frank Welker like ate um humans? No, that other guy who uh Casey Kasem. You think he ate his heart or something? Like that's why he's still alive. There was some kind of weird Im- implication there a minute ago. No, I think I think Mitch was implying that he watched the same twenty twenty or sixty minutes documentary about Casey Kasem's death that I watched. Oh no, I just like the concept of him eating his heart. <laughs> yeah, me too. But did you watch that, Mitch? Is that where you're getting this from? Uh, I was following it because Ralph Garman was talking about it on uh, on Hollywood Babylon at the time. Dude, they just did like a 2020 or 60 minutes where they interviewed the daughter and the ex-wife. I've never given a fuck less about who gets punished. The, the Both of them are bad people. I don't believe either one of them. It is wild. Who are you talking about? Casey Kasem? You don't believe that he in the... In the uh incidents of his death Uh, his body went missing for the longest time and there was some weird shit with his wife and his daughter wow yeah um it it seems like he may have been killed for his money yeah he's got all that fucking america's top 40 money plus scooby-doo money and he was robin he did he voiced robin in like the batman cartoons yeah um had a couple of them so yeah dick grayson and super friend yeah yeah, so Casey Kasem was Shaggy in a pup named Scooby-Doo, but Fred Jones was voiced by Carl Steven. Mm. Is Frank Welker in it? I don't believe so. Let me look. I thought Cartoon Network made a big deal about it a couple of years ago that he had been in everything. That also could have just been false PR. Don Messick. Uh, oh, he did. He did a lot of voice. I was just looking him up real quick. Don Messick, wasn't he the original uh, Yogi Bear? No, that was Dawes Butler. There you go. Yeah, he was, uh, looked like maybe Boo-Boo. Oh, that's right. He was Boo-Boo. I don't know. Hey, Boo-Boo, we're going to get some picnic baskets. The ranger's not going to like this, Yogi. <laughs> I don't know what else. Uh, I I haven't really been watching anything. We watched another episode of The Orville this week. That was my viewing. I got, watched, two right. you got Which two one did you watch? I want to hear that. Uh we watched the one where they uh, where they find that that giant ship. That's there's a civilization. I love that <laughs> yeah. one. 
That is a really good one. And yeah. uh, what what was the the name of uh, Harold or Darold? Dar Darold. Darmok. No. And Jalad at Tanagra. <laughs> Darmok and Jalad. No, that was a good episode. Um, I liked when they opened up that that sky to see the stars. That was fucking dope. I yeah, when that. they find the uh, the captain as Liam Neeson. Yes, we have run out of fuel. Our ship will never make its destination. Yeah, eco uh, ship. That was pretty cool. All right, Jake. Know. Let's let's hear about these bangers. I just don't want to forget. Uh, Poker Face on Peacock mm-hmm. is Ryan Johnson's new show. Dural. Sorry, I wanted to look it up. Dural. Peac- oh, yeah. Poker Face with Natasha Leone. Dude, so good. Is, is it good? It's so good. Okay, what's it about? Um, it's about I'm trying to I'm trying to find their description so I don't give too much away. A casino cocktail waitress with an uncanny knack for identifying lies. Yeah, she's determined to start like it opens up and her friend is gone missing and she ends up like solving that and it upends her whole like life and thing that she has built for her in this little casino town. And then she goes on the run. But while she's on the run, she keeps stopping in these different towns and like falling into a situation where she feels pressured to solve a crime there. And it's really good. But what they do that's different than most shows like this, and it's very it's like a Ryan Johnson spin, but it's not what he's been doing is they just show you the whole crime. Like the first third of every episode, you see the crime go down. And then the next like two thirds of the episode, you're watching her figure it out through her lie detector thing and stumble through finding the truth. But you already know the truth. You can handle the truth? So far in the first four episodes. No, but it's just like really cool because instead of like you spending the whole mystery trying to figure out the mystery, they just show you the whole murder or crime or whatever it is like right up front. You see the whole thing and it's not like you're missing a piece that's a big twist or something like, no, you just you see the whole thing. And then you spend two thirds, the next two thirds watching this lady stumble through figuring it out. And you're rooting for this chick really hard the whole time. And he puts her in situations that are kind of precarious and makes you nervous because you know more than the people in the show know at that point. That's cool. It's, It's fun. And it's different. You ever seen the movie? Um, oh my god! Oh, Memento. Yeah. You ever seen that movie, Mitch? I've not. I've not. Sorry. Oh my goodness. It's really okay. good. It's See, about, I think. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say it's about. Uh, is it Guy Ritchie? It's about this guy who. Chris Nolan. No, no the the actor. Oh. Guy F- Philippe or Guy uh, Pierce. Guy Pierce. Thank you. Oh. He has this memory problem. He can't remember things for too long so he writes all these notes and tattoos on his body what's going on in his body yes so he could function but it happens within every i don't know 15 20 minutes or something like that yeah pretty wild Mm. yeah it that i don't know why and i know they're like completely different films but i always confused memento with donnie darko Oh, they both have O's. They were both, they came out relatively close to each other. They were both like weird cult following movies that the stoner kids would always like gush over. I loved both. Never, I've go. only seen one. You just described me. Donnie Darko <laughs> don't make no sense unless you see the director's cut with the book excerpt. No, it's really cool. It's, it's kind of about um not time travel yeah uh, but yeah yeah it's it's definitely there's a lot of cool physics going on yeah no i bet i bet a teacher that i could figure it out and i did wrote a paper that he couldn't argue against and he had to give me an a in his class i was failing that's awesome but have you seen the director's cut i don't know the only thing that's really added is in between scenes he had excerpts of the time travel book (laughs) and it really contextualizes the movie a lot better because you see like what rules they're operating within and like that's the way the director wanted to do it but the studio thought that it would be more fun and culty without the information if it was ambiguous yeah it was it was interesting it was definitely very trippy what's the is it memento or donnie darko where they go ass to ass with the dildo requiem for a dream well fuck me that's <laughs> i thought you were making a joke no i uh, thought it was for real uh man requiem for a dream you. is one of those movies too that was like also in the trifecta of that time my mind yeah that movie scarred me the other show i've seen that is fucking cherry it's tits is uh shrinking with harrison ford mm-hmm. and ryan gosling fuck no it's ben roy what's his name oh uh 
It's Ben Roy. Uh, it's Jason Siegel. Thank you. Uh, it's so good. And uh, uh, Jessica Williams is in it from The Daily Show, and she's great. Uh, whoever the guy is who plays his gay best friend is fucking amazing. Harrison Ford is like mm. a treat, and he's doing nothing special. They just wrote a really good character for him to <laughs> all the way through it. Oh, God, it's, it's so good and funny and stupid. And What's serious. it about? Uh, Jason Siegel, is that what we're going with? Yes. Yep, that is it. Okay, cool. Uh, Jason Siegel is playing this dude, uh, Jimmy. Here, it just came up on my screen. He's playing this dude, Jimmy. I had it right. He's a therapist, and he works at this therapy office where Harrison Ford is the boss and head therapist. And then him and uh, Jessica Williams are like his two people who operate there as therapists as well. And uh, he has an like it kind of opens he's having this night of partying in his yard and his neighbors come over to tell him to shut the fuck up and he apologizes and he's a mess and then it like you figure out his wife just died or died recently and then he's like talking to his patients and decides in his head that like he uh hates his patients like it's obvious what's wrong with all of them and he hates that he can't just tell them how to fix them so because it's therapy and that's like not part of their like. like method yeah but then he just decides to break the rules because he's having a mental breakdown and tells one of his patients to leave her husband and then takes another guy to like a fighting class and just starts breaking the rules and his life kind of goes off the rails but he's also trying to like get his relationship back with his daughter it's pretty cool very very funny harrison ford is very funny in it which is like one of the craziest things i've ever said with my mouth <laughs> well i said something kind of similar at least in emotion though when i said that affleck was a good bat he's he's the but my favorite bat but yeah but harrison ford's like delivering zingers man like it's weird i like that i like to see some life in them and him you know yeah. that's the best part they're not forcing any life into him it's a lot of like him walking out of the room and being like yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what does he say to Jessica Williams? I'm gonna go fly a questionably safe plane. <laughs> Why can't I think of the name of the author? But he just like on the way out of the room because she keeps drinking this giant water bottle. Yeah, he's just like you know, so and so tried to drown herself too, and then just walks out of the room. She's like, God damn it, Paul Tennessee Williams. So you know, Tennessee Williams tried to drown herself too. <laughs> I don't know about enough about literature to is that to make to, I didn't get that reference. It's okay. It's it's just it's just fun to see people writing for him, probably in the way he's actually funny, just like way low energy and shitty. Fair enough. Yeah. Also, Harrison Ford is doing a lot of fucking uh television. He's also one of the Duttons in uh 1923 yeah that prequel yeah. to yellowstone and i've never watched the episode no it sucks and it's game of thrones for people that have lifted trucks yep so have any of you watched the new night court yet i've no. watched it here and there you have i've seen a little bit of it i saw the first one where she goes to get john uh dan fielding out of out of uh retirement basically out of process serving yeah yeah i love larry cat in it he just doesn't give a fuck he's trying to get fired he's the defense now <laughs> the public defender and he's doing it out of obligation to this little lady so anytime she tries to punish him he's like fucking fire me yeah I, I keep seeing that in the commercials where he's like, can I go now? I always uh, like John Larroquette as an actor. Yeah, he's great as the bad guy in Richie Rich. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Ooh, that's a good one, right? We started thinking of our favorite John Larroquette roles. He's the, not Colonel, General in Stripes. Stripes, I remember that. He's easily my favorite role as him in the original Night Court. Yeah. You preferred him over... Uh, Harry. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. He was the humor. Harry was like the crazy guy, but he was kind of the straight man. Because mm -hmm. he was the judge. He had to be. Well, and he never, but he never winked at his own joke. Like, he was just doing shit to these people. Whereas, like, Larroquette was roasting motherfuckers. All right, let's see. I'm looking at his IMDb. He's been on lots of TVs. He was on, oh, Altered States. That's an interesting movie. But I had read recently that, so he did the voice of the narr the narration for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. And supposedly, I read a headline that, or a, a snippet that he did it for a bag of weed. 
<laughs> Love them. How big is that bag of weed? Because I right. mean, there's there's all kinds of big bags of weeds out there, y'all. He let's see. He was Captain Stillman in Stripes. Yeah, Captain Still. He's when he's looking. He's perving on the ladies in the shower with the little like telescope, and then the general comes in and, and is like Stillman, and he like he fucking throws the telescope right through, yeah. the window. through the window through the window he's actually been the narrator in a lot of these texas chain like pretty much every texas chainsaw massacre that's happened yeah dude, oh, really? the producer grows bomb ass weed homie he's getting jars like this every day he shows up for a day of filming and leaves with a quap and then he did a bunch of movies for a bit here he did summer rental 85 oh i love summer rental Blind Date, 87. I don't know these movies because I have normal porn. Summer Rental is a John Candy movie where he's just like a nothing. He's a dad. He's an exasperated dad that takes his family on vacation. He's a Clark Griswold. He's very much a Clark Griswold. Uh, but and great just, outdoors? Nope. No. I know you're nope, this, joking. This is yeah. the same premise so far. Yeah. To but call like he, Reiner film. Yeah. What? I've never seen this. Yeah, Summer Rental. He's an air traffic controller and he, he like loses it. So he has to go on vacation. But who's who's his foil? Is it uh Richard? It's um fuck. I'm gonna kick my I just watched this. Richard Crenna rip torn. Oh, Carrie Green's in it, and she was in Goonies. Oh, Joey Lawrence. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> um Yeah, you should check it out. It was, it's funny. Yeah, do you check out Summer Rental? Um I liked everything from John Candy. There's a new episode of Quantum Leap I need to watch. Oh, <sighs> I need to get back in on that. Hey, tying it back into the DC universe, John Larroquette played Tomar Ray in Green Lantern First Flight. Oh, nice. And as we yeah. so affectionately named him a couple episodes ago, Fish Face McGillicuddy. Nice. Played by Jeffrey Rush in the uh, movie. Good old McGillicuddy. Yeah, dude, I need to catch up on the Quantum Leaps. Maybe I'll watch that because those are 40 minutes. Like, I really just don't want to commit to watching an hour-long episode of The Last of Us where I know it's going to be fucking scary. So then I got to watch something like 11 episodes of American Dad to wind down before I go to sleep. I 100% understand that. That's also why I never participate in scary shit. So you saw Paging Dr. Song? No, the last one I saw was the Stand By Me one, Stand By Ben. Oh, you haven't seen any of the new episodes since they've been back. I've been saving it up. No leap, no leap January, you know? One of them got, uh, what's her ass from Daredevil? Karen Page? Yeah, but what's her what's her name? Deborah Ann Wall. Deborah Ann Wall plays a pop star in 1979 Chicago. Yeah, I love her. I hope she comes back on the new Daredevil show. Uh, me too. And then the next one's pretty good. Ben's in a Seattle hospital with a bunch of train crash victims. It's fine. But the new one's called Leap Die Repeat. Ben must learn which one of five people on a 1962 nuclear reactor's elevator will trigger a bomb. Holy shit. Hmm. That one that sounds suspenseful just like the one where he was in space. Yeah, that one was nerve-wracking. I think mostly because one of my biggest fears is fucking my body floating through the endless reaches of space. Yeah, it's terrifying. I would hate to die that way. Yeah, I don't want to go to space. You'd have time to think about how you were dying. <laughs> yeah. Well, for a little bit, then you'd freeze to death. Yeah, but you'd just be floating for a while, like, oh, god damn it. And then every time you saw where you came from, you'd be like, ah, I fucked up. Right. And you try to, like, swim like a cartoon back, but it's not doing anything. Yeah. It's not like your bender when he got ejected into space where he was he became a god god that's so scary it like makes me my tummy upset yeah yeah i'm gonna have to watch like 14 episodes of american dad to calm down right now <laughs> <laughs> well I, i'm really excited about the future of dc me uh, too i feel like we're gonna have it on both sides and if it comes down to it i'm gonna i'm gonna choose dc as long as they continue to put out what they've been doing yeah I mean, the only really thing, I, I don't know. I've always been a Batman kid, but I feel more of a Marvel fan. Just I like more of their characters. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, as soon as Secret Wars comes back and they bring back Robert Downey Jr., it's over for y'all motherfuckers. Okay. I hope they bring him back too, man. <laughs> They're probably not going to. They can't afford him. Yeah, we'll see how his career keeps going. <laughs> the Judge 2, the yeah. bailiff. 
I think he becomes more affordable every movie season that rolls around since he's been <laughs> Iron Man. Hey, man, there's that one where he shaved his head and, and he's like going to be in it where he, he's like a cancer guy or something. Also, he he made a movie where he was in blackface and it was totally. Okay. That was during Iron Man. <laughs> he's been making stinkers since Iron Man. I think he was in plenty of good movies during Iron Man. Yeah. Do little. Hey, that had well, John Cena as a polar bear. All right. <laughs> but that's besides the point because now we're stoked on the future of DC. We are. Yeah, we're DC guys now again. Yeah. You know what? I've been. I, I like the Suicide Squads. Yep. I loved peacemaker and that's that's you know kind of about it some of the other stuff was okay you didn't like the robat bat and bat Batman movie i did i did actually very much There's a lot of hate on that online where people are saying it's shitty the ending shitty and to those people i'd say go fuck yourselves yeah read a book yeah read a book a comic book not a regular word book no i thought it was very well done i thought it was i thought it was a good movie yeah I mean, it's weird now it's going to be relegated to the Elseworlds verse, but I'm glad that the Joker has been moved to the Elseworlds verse. Hell yeah. I mean, I don't know exactly how it's going to be with Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga doing a musical Joker and Harley Quinn. They'll figure it out, dude. It was born that way. Yeah. All right, right. Oh, my, my. Oh, I loved it. Joker saying. My Joker face. Joker face. <laughs> and poker face everyone like go watch poker face it's so good all right well i will watch that not right now because it is time to go it's time for bed and uh if you want to tell us what you're excited for in this dc slate of movies or if you're what you're not looking forward to send us an email did we get any emails this week matt we did not oh fuck we had one and we peaked at one and now we're back to zero but you could change that Dear listener, you could send us an email at broadcastgeeks at gmail.com. You can find us on our Facebook page where we regularly share memes and episode uh, released there. You can follow us on our Twitter page where nothing happens at Broadcast Geeks or on our Instagram page where nothing also happens, broadcast underscore geeks. And you can also find us and rate us and like us on wherever you get podcasts, whether it be Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. We have a dormant Reddit page. We have more non-functioning things than we have functioning things, you guys. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just we, I don't know what to post on all the things. I, I Sometimes I get gumption, but then I lose it. Um, but anyway, regardless of all that, just come back next time. Listen to another episode of Broadcast Geeks. Until then, we leave you with a signature sign-off line of Stand a Manly X. So, 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 so